welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, the podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Hall. Uh, I'm Nick Ramirez, joined today with Jared Emick. Noah May today. Jared. Yeah, you know, Noah May, uh, she had uh, something going on, a conflict with the time. But what are you going to do, Nick? You know, sometimes that happens. We're all busy people with busy lives, and we can't dig into each case too much, can we? Or can we? Do you want to really kind of take her to task on this? No, no. It's okay. Fine. And we're getting it right <laughs> under the deadline. Uh, and uh, so that's that's technical malfunction number one, or malfunction. That's oh, that's so one. you are taking it to task. <laughs> it's no, a no, malfunction no. of that's, sorts. That's issue number one. Issue <laughs> oh, okay. number two. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take you to task, Jerry. Oh no! You didn't bring your microphone today. You didn't I bring your didn't. Zoom recorder. I didn't. But you know, I'm uh, and and right after our guest was complimenting me on being an audiophile, here I am like a fucking chump with my AirPods and uh, staring at a laptop like a plebe. But what am I gonna do? Uh, you know, I have I have I have voice memos. Hopefully, I don't sound like shit right now and and. Uh, and it's, everything's ruined. But I have voice memos going. I got my AirPods going. I'm I'm doing the best I can, Nick. We're hanging in. We're a semi-professional and operation you, here at uh, Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast. You mentioned our guest. He's a, he's a podcaster himself, and he also hosts a Twitch stream called Eating Shit and Loving It. Uh, we had his co-host on a few a few weeks ago. Uh, they have a Discord server too. You can join. Sean P. O'Reilly. Do you still use the P? Is that is I? That you know what it is. Special name. Uh, kind of. Uh, yeah. I. I don't know how it started, but it just. I. You know what it is. I sign my name with the P always. It's part of my signature, mm-hmm. so I use it in like professional settings and things like that. I would assume. It if does I ever, it stand for professional? Uh, it does. Sean. <laughs> Sean. Professional settings. Professionalista <laughs> O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I assume I would have to probably add the P if I ever joined SAG. I, I assume there are 900 Sean O'Reilly's in, <laughs> it's just such a common, it's like being, you know, if you're Irish, it's like being named like Dick Smith, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of them. Um, uh, well, are so, there yeah. a lot of Dick Smiths? I, do I assume so. It just feels like, okay. you know, I think if you turn all the Richard Smiths into Dick's. Yes. Then you probably yeah, had yes, a large right, amount. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't know if you're. Stands for Patrick. Mm-hmm. Actually, if anyone's if anyone's curious, uh, <laughs> Patrick. You know what? I just found out that I just found out that Paul of Tompkins doesn't actually have a middle name. He's like Homer J Simpson. <laughs> well, like it, no, it's not even an F. <laughs> right. He doesn't even have an F. That's not real. Wow. Yeah, he just puts that in. But it was for like a union, uh, or it was just like a complete like stage name. I'll sound more sophisticated or something. Well, apparently the. F is the middle name Francis comes from his like first communion. Like uh, oh, that's it's his name. communion. Oh, his oh. His, yeah. his confirmation name or whatever. So it is a thing. Yeah, I mean it's, that is it's super not, Catholic not. to go around using that <laughs> later in life. Holy shit! Mm. Well, he said he said like his his mom didn't believe in middle names, oh, so he didn't have a middle name at all, and then he wanted one. So when oh. he got to, he got had his first communion, he just started going by Francis, but it's not actually his legal middle name. Right, no right. Middle, I wonder. That's interesting. interesting. I wonder if his mother felt that way about middle names because of her religion. Like, no, no, you get your, like, name in Christ when you're 13, and uh, <laughs> and that's what your middle name will be, you know? I, that, I'm curious. I yeah, already had I, a middle name, and it's already a saint's name, so I dodged that entirely. I said, no, I'm not going to do the research. I'm just going to keep Patrick. <laughs> oh. I, yeah, I, I was – I am I have no – my parents were not religious at all, so I, I'm not – uh, I, I I don't even know what the word is. <laughs> I didn't do whatever that religious. Word, whatever that oh, is. that means that <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's yeah, a big no, guy just, upstairs and he calls yeah, all the yeah. shots. 
That's right. That's right. Uh, well, isn't it funny that we're talking about parents and religion? I, I know. Religion. In this episode. It's a very parent-heavy episode of Kids in the Hall. But, yes. Sean, you, uh, before, we get in, before we really get into it, Sean, you, uh, you are a Kids in the Hall fan. I am. We, we rarely have Kids in the Hall yeah. fans. Wow. This yes. This is unique well. for yeah. know, a show about Kids in the Hall. We have a Kids yeah, in the Hall so fan. Incredible. I, I was talking about this. You guys were on our show, Eating Shit and Loving It, t- mm-hmm. three weeks ago, I think. It was like the week after Dan was on this show. Um, and, uh, yeah, and we were talking about it. I, um, I used to watch Kids in the Hall all the time because it was on Comedy Central in that day block where they would do, like, old Saturday Night Lives, and then there would be, like, an hour of Kids in the Hall before that. And so I got, when I was in high school, I got out at two. And so when I would get home, those would be on, and sometimes my mom would watch them with me, so we would just, like, watch Kids in the Hall in the afternoon. Uh, so I have a fondness for it. Like this episode, I remembered every one of these sketches. Wow. I was so happy to see when I saw Daddy Drank. I was like, I say Daddy yeah. Drank all the time. Gavin, I love to see. <laughs> like the uh, crushing wow. your head. I like whooped because I haven't watched Kids in the Hall in a long time. But to have like so many reoccurring bangers that are favorites of mine to show up, I was like right at home. It's right at home. So happy. But I did have a lot of recurring sketches on it. But yeah, yeah. We, we don't want to get too far into it. We want okay, to talk okay. more generally about Kids uh, in the Hall right now the, for the next two minutes or so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, so you, when did you fall? When Nick's did you very excited. It's rare he has a fan of the show on the show. <laughs> <laughs> did you? I, yeah. Actually, what, I, what I'm wondering is, did you keep up with like the new stuff? Did you watch like Death Comes to Town? Did you watch the Brain Candy? You know, candy? I was, um, I saw Brain Candy a little later. Obviously, like when I was watching this, I'm of the generation of like that Comedy Central time slot was obviously like 10 years after those episodes aired. You know, I was like, this is like the early 2000s. I'm like in my early teens. So uh, I didn't hear about Brain Candy until a little bit later and then finally watched it in college. Um, really enjoyed in that movie that literally everyone is doing a Lorne Michaels impression when they're playing a bad guy, <laughs> I think is really funny, but I don't remember much about Brain Candy. Death Me Comes either, to actually, Town, yeah. when it first came, when it first was coming out, I was very excited about it, and to be honest, I cannot remember if I watched the whole thing or not. <laughs> I I was very excited about it when it, when I was hearing about it coming out, and I don't watch, I didn't watch any of it. Yeah. I, I think it was on a channel I didn't get. It was like I, Showtime or something. Like It was just like something yeah. that I did not have access to at the time. And this then was, was only did, reminded right? of it three minutes ago when you said it. <laughs> uh, it was wasn't what? a movie. It was like a. Oh. It was a. It was a TV show, but it was, it was like, a, kind of had yeah. a storyline through it. Yeah, it, it felt like, like kind of like show. when they had um, th- uh, new episodes of Mister Show for like a, a an abbreviated season. It was kind of similar to that, but I in that see, Kids I in the see. Hallway, like a, a spin off on like, their own show, sort of. Yeah, yeah, a little mm-hmm. more plotty and and cinematic, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is like their style but i also so i sent uh it was funny when when nick asked me to do this uh i had i was looking through i still have my like wallet of dvds from college and i was literally looking for a mystery science theater a specific one to watch with my brother and i ran into my entire first and second season collection of kids in the hall i sent <laughs> took a picture of it and i sent it to nick but so that was like uh what it was was i would watch it almost every day and then, uh, and then I had the DVDs later on, so I, you know, have watched the first and second season through a couple of times. I, I don't know mm. if it was ever that I fell out and out of love with the show, or it just like fell out of the rotation of sketch shows that I would watch, or I just mm-hmm. wasn't watching sketch comedy for a while, uh, and didn't pick it back up. But I never lost my fondness. Like I still think about, like I think about Girl Drink Drunk still sometimes. You know, like there are yeah. sketches that I absolutely love. 
that stick with me and influenced me. And I, and whenever, you know, like Dave, a Dave Foley or a Bruce McCullough will show up on another thing, I get happy. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I haven't watched, like, I haven't sat and watched an episode of Kids in the Hall in a long time. And this was a, like a nice experience to do that again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I feel, I kind of feel the same way about mystery science theater 3000. Now, like I, I haven't watched a mystery science theater episode in so long. I, mean, I know. I love that, that show. That they have a, uh, they have a Twitch now. That 24 hours a day plays episodes. They have like a little wow. schedule that they run. Oh, wow. And uh, if you just go to like Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Twitch, you can find uh, that channel always runs with little interstitial it, stuff it, and it's commercials. It's funny. I, I thought you were going to say that what they do on Twitch is basically what they do on the show and we'll just they don't have over yeah, a video. No, it's, not but new, I would, it's not new I would, stuff. It's old, old That seems perfect. Episodes. Like, why not yeah, do it's that? it's awesome. It's awesome, yeah. <laughs> I put it on during work sometimes just to have, you know, it's like Red Zone Cuba will be on or something, and I'm half paying attention to it while I do my data entry. Um, I used to put on Mystery Science Theater 2000 when I fell asleep every night. That yes, and Dr. V- Cats were like the two oh, Dr. Cats. Uh, shows. It's so it, soft, it, it, and it's on at 1130 the at night. comedy dork lullaby. Yes, it's absolutely, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's absolutely meant to put you asleep while, you know, uh, Stephen Wright is, is talking about a weird erection he had, and then you can <laughs> sort of, everyone's soft here. Mm. <laughs> Okay, well let's uh, let's go back in time to December fourth, nineteen ninety, where number one on the charts we had uh, Home Alone. That's a cla- that's one that uh, I've been waiting for. Home Alone, mm. um, uh, number one movie on the charts. But uh, of course, number yeah. one Sorry, on the, on the movie charts. That, because, because we normally go to the music charts. I was confused. Home Alone, the soundtrack, or Home Alone, some sort no, no, of no, title no. Song Home Alone, the movie. Okay, we, all, the we always I, I I try to Do mention we? the movie that was number one as well, oh, okay. but I, I kind of throw it in there because I'm usually playing a song like I am right now. Number one on the charts in the U.S. I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. Ooh, I'm unaware of this song. Whitney coming in strong. I like it. Anytime it's someone other than Phil Collins, I'm extremely excited. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Phil Collins it. comes and up at this point in time, Collins. a rare day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he was like top of the charts every week, pretty much like back mm. in the nineties. But that's what we're finding out, or at least back in nineteen ninety. Uh, but number one in Canada was Alias with more than words can say. Alias. So now we've kind of. I've never heard of that artist. Back that's that's a person. December fourth. I think I know this song, but I don't know this band. <laughs> no, I've never heard of Alias. I've heard of the TV show. Mm. Yes, yeah, Jennifer Garner. Any right? connection? Uh, yes, the TV show is based on the band. Okay. Got they were it. CIA or something. I don't know. Secret agents. Yeah, the okay, CIA funded uh, Jackson Pollock and the band Alias in order to help destroy social realism as an art form. I don't know if you knew that, but the Paris Review, uh, <laughs> Alias, and uh, and Brian McKnight. <laughs> well, supposedly they did fund that, uh, or they did write that song by the Scorpions. Oh uh, yes, that's true. <laughs> or at least that's a theory. It'll yes, pod- so no, I know what you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, okay, that thing we're... about the. By the way, that thing about Jackson Pollock in the Paris Review is absolutely true. There was CIA funding in that. <laughs> right, right, right. But they not. That's not true about uh, the band Alias. Well, as far as we, we won't know, know until the documents come out, folks. <laughs> like I'm filing FOIA requests show. right now for all this. <laughs> um, well, we we open with the cops. One of these uh, police department scenes. Uh, this one was which one? Uh, this Cops one was dream. Uh, the dream. This mm-hmm. is the dream. The first one is the dream one. Yeah. But I'm not playing a clip from that one. I'm just going to play one cops clip. And this one comes a little bit later and it kind of ties more into the theme of the episode that keeps coming up. Yeah. So let's watch a little bit of that. You know, I never told my dad I loved him. 
Well, you really should, you know. I can't. How come? I don't. <laughs> I really like thought they should have opened with this one. This should have been the first first sketch of the episode. Why why put in the other cop sketch right here? I mean, I, I, they put they put it in right before the daddy drank scene, which I, yeah. I guess makes sense. But I, I would have liked it better if it had like established that this is an episode, the theme of the episode at the very beginning. Was right. I, I, was the was Daddy Drinks the second episode? Was it like the Queen, the dream about the Queen, and then Daddy Drinks? Yeah, this was uh, the second the, one, right, Nick? That's, yeah, this was in the this was in the middle runner. Yes, this is in the middle of the episode. I remember that part. Right. Yeah. So it, w- the first sketch was the police department sketch about the dream. Then the second sketch was the crushing your head sketch. Oh, the, right, uh, crushing your head. Yeah. So we might as well move on to that because we. Yeah, well, do, do you have any thoughts on on uh, the police department scenes? Uh, uh, Sean, in general, like we, we've seen them, we've 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 watched a bunch of them already, so I, I don't I, want to talk too much about them unless you. Have I some yeah, sure. I just think uh, probably what uh, I assume other people have said. I think they're just like a great avenue for a short little joke. It's a two-page blackout sketch. Uh, great if that you know yeah. if that. Um, they don't always work, but it's short enough that I feel like fine. Like let this be the two-line joke that gets us to the next thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, they, I enjoy they, them. I generally think they're they're. I can't remember one that I like hate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, they're they they do them so much. We found I, like I, uh, especially in these in this part of the season. Second I, yeah, season. I remember in the first couple of seasons, there's they are there are like three per episode for some stretches, right? I mean, it's like heavy. Yeah. That. Well, it felt like there were a lot. I mean, they also had the one uh, that they were going off of that kind of dominatrix like couple where like one of them yep. was on a leash or whatever. Yeah. And they sort of tried to merge them in that. But for the, the most fun runner I already thought of this episode was the one where they uh, remember Shelley Long in the middle of like a oh, monologue Shelley about how, how, yeah. <laughs> how dark, you know, That's like policing is or whatever. Uh, yeah. The gritty dark world of, oh, oh, yeah. Um, oh, I and love they, that. Yeah. And they, that they brought back the Shelley Long chewed, thing. Chewed up by the yes. streets, destroyed. Yes. Shelley Long. Right, I've been right, trying to right, think right, of that right. actress's name all day. That juxtaposition, because I feel like a lot of the cop runners miss that. Like, I, I do yeah. love it as kind of just a blank slate sort of thing to just kind of do whatever weird joke you want we saw that a lot last time nick with like the uh the duck where they like kidnapped the duck like they just take it off in very odd (laughs) non sequitur directions and i think if you're like acting as cops i feel like i don't know not responsibility is the wrong word but like there should be some sense of like these are cops and that's why we're doing the joke (laughs) like Mm. i don't like the cop runners there where they're just there and then something weird happens uh right and for some reason, I thought right. Shelley Long was the perfect mixture of non sequitur and like, oh, they're kind of making fun of cops in a good way. Yeah, it was, it was playing off a cop trope. I I, I did like the, I, I like right. this one a lot, the one that we just listened to about uh, I I never told my dad I loved him because it's just a funny joke, but it has nothing like that, that could have been delivered by any two characters. Yes, it right. doesn't have to be two cops in a police car. Yeah, right. Yeah, but like, like the, for the murder investigation one, it has to be two cops who are talking to each other because who else would be there sort of thing. Right. Uh, I agree. I agree. Sometimes it's like, well, why? Why is it a police department sketch and not just two guys? But, you know, so I guess funny, you, but maybe you can film like five of them in an afternoon and that's just why. That's I'm what sure we that's had it. been hypothesizing. That that's thing. my theory. Isn't that the the reason for the original uh, sketches, Nick? The right. Sketches? So right. the origin is that they were shooting a different sketch involving – Two police officers, uh, mm. Bruce and Dave, play, or Bruce and uh, and Mark playing police officers, and they were just standing around waiting to shoot something else. Like some, there was some delay, so they just started uh, coming up with like improvising little short scenes, and then that, that became the first police department runners. Mm. But yeah, the original sketch had nothing. It was a totally different scene. It was like a, an actual sketch with a 
I did like the yeah, phrasing. Two guys standing the, around. I did like the phrasing of this first one where it says uh, opens her throat and pours her tea back. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> he arrests her because she's drinking it wrong. I love the the button to that though. What cop doesn't? <laughs> what good cop doesn't right. have that dream? <laughs> That's right. We should. I should have just right. played them all. I guess <laughs> we, yeah, we already. We basically. We basically said almost all the dialogue from the cop scenes. The queen oh. comes up a lot in Kids of the Hall. I, she's a, eventually becomes like a recurring character. It's got well. She's the bloody. Playing. She's right. the bloody head of state, folks. <laughs> yeah. She's on yeah, the I money. Guess, yeah. <laughs> That's true. In Canada, is she still like? Is it still a con- like? Are they still um, part is, of the British? As far monarchy? as I understand, they are still part of the Commonwealth, but the Queen is off their money. Maybe something. There was some yeah. like lightening of that relationship, but technically, I believe that the Queen of England is still like head of state of Canada. Like that's insane. Wow, <laughs> that is insane. Hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, let's watch a little bit from this. Is, so the I guess I'll set it up a little bit. The head crusher, uh, he crushes some heads of some tough guys and they break his fingers yeah i mean this is huge nick this is huge i mean this is what you know a character from the the series premiere and it's uh, you know coming back in a huge way and we talk about that our signature sign off as a tribute to the head crusher i mean i was happy to see him come back how many times has he come back in the series so far that you've been watching? Is this the first return of him or no, no not no. technically. Yeah, no. I remember him as like like police department. He was in like a lot of episodes. In the beginning he had kind of a little streak there where I think he was in the first maybe two or three of like, you know, eight episodes or something like that. But they were all yeah. pretty similar. They were all kind of like him on the side of the street, like, you know, finding his target. And then maybe a couple of targets would, you know, chase him or talk back to him. But he was pretty much always in the same context. I guess, yeah. wasn't there one, Nick, where we were in his apartment or something? Or was that a different character? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that, that, we, we've seen him in his apartment. We saw him outside of a nightclub. And uh, I, there might have been, I, there was, I think there was one other one. So he's been, he was in three episodes in the first season and in the pilot. I'm just looking it back up right here. Mm. And this is the first time we've seen him in season two. But let's watch him. Uh, in his pathetic state in the hospital. Pathetic? That's pathetic. A I mean, he's injured. I, a little judgmental, I guess, but he's very, he's he's very upset. Little, Do you walk through a hospital site pathetic? <laughs> ludicrous. I got to say, as, so, as someone who is currently still in occupational therapy post-surgery for my finger, oh, he's pathetic. No, well, the How very same you? fingers? How dare you? The very same finger? Uh, on, my left, finger? on my left hand. The index on my left okay. hand is, wow. is fucked up. Yeah, oh, so it's a very, very yeah. similar industry to this injury I, to this. I character. know it was shot. It was shocking. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> oh okay. I've been I've been literally here. <laughs> the well, physical therapy stuff was so funny. Uh, well, we'll get to it. Yeah, oh, yeah let's, let's just watch. Let's watch yeah. a little clip from this real, real quick. It's just very short. <laughs> I'll never crush again. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I want more dippy dabby. Demarose? If you say dippy dab again, I'll hit you. Uh, yeah, McDonald's, very funny, very understated in this game. Yes, I love, yeah, Kevin McDonald throughout that whole thing. I will hit, if you say dippy dabby again, I will hit you. Don't yeah. stop crying. Like, it's just so good. This was a very cinematic scene. I liked how yes. I liked the music. Like I, I, That was the big thing I noticed, I guess, was uh, the inspirational music they were playing. I, I can't remember them playing music other than like the Shadowy Men Uh in, in other scenes i mean i'm sure they have so far but, but it happens it, it happens i i feel like i feel like the thing that is distinct and cool and fun about kids in the hall um that makes it different than just like oh it's a monty python clone or it's a proto mr show or whatever is that this sense of the cinematic like it it really yeah. feels like 
uh, a lot of the episodes, because also this isn't staged, right? This is like a video sketch. And I feel like their video sketches really feel like solid short films. And I feel like this feels like, even though it is a recurring character, we've seen this joke a bunch of times, we're adding a new dimension to it, but it's like such an interesting little short film about this very weird man. (laughs) Uh, And and to that... To, the, to, to your point, I think I, I wrote down a time code. I'm not he- sure if this is correct. But at one point when he actually is able to crush again, the audience seemed genuinely invested in it and yeah. started applauding. Let me let me see. if it, That it, was very funny. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> Genuine applause because That's he was able fun. to crush the nurse's head again. character kind of yeah. transcends the stupidity of what they're doing and like actually is committed enough to kind of impart this believability is that and the audience is cheering for something so stupid i think that is great (laughs) i think it also hits certain cinematic like again it's like they know the language of film like everything here is exactly what you'd see if you were a quarterback who got injured or just a guy who needs to put himself back together it's like yeah you show him failing for a bit you show him getting better, then you show the triumph, and the nurse is invested too. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I mean, I'm sure we, you've discussed the fact that <laughs> there's like no women in these uh, sketches. Yeah, sure, but, sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So we don't need Absolutely. to go into that again. I'm sure we've, uh, <laughs> we uh, we said it once. Guys. I think yeah, everyone yeah. gets. You said it once. Okay. I, you know, I was thinking about <laughs> thinking no women, no women, no women on this podcast today either. So yeah, yeah, right. that's tribute. right. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what's interesting, uh, just as an aside for my own life, I feel like Kids in the Hall was also my first, like, sustained interaction with, like, queerness as a cultural force. Mm. Like, oh, Scott Thompson's sure, yeah. Buddy Cole monologues and, I mean, you know, the F-slur is said in this uh, uh, episode and sometimes is used a little casually. But not, I think not by Scott Thompson. Notably. Not by Scott. No. <laughs> right. No. Oh, yeah, that's the other important part. You, Scott right. is not the one who's saying it. Right, right, yeah. right. But I feel I you know whatever I mean obviously the early nineties we'll we'll are going to have problems Stretch, yeah. but I I, yeah. I feel like I feel like Kids in the Hall uh, uh, yeah was like my first real interaction with like queerness presented by queer people or a queer person yeah um, which is interesting <laughs> but then reverting to the fact that but also it's funny that the men wear dresses <laughs> well, yeah. speaking of that it was odd to me in the sketch where Thompson revealed himself in drag and got like this huge laugh. Seemingly by just being in drag, and they're in drag because all the time. he is always in drag. Yeah, that yeah. was that was strange. <laughs> I mean, he did look funny. I, maybe it wasn't because he was in drag. I, guess so. I, think it was just I mean, it was committed. Kind of I thought silly. he looked like good. Good. I thought it was a good. I, I thought, thought the character. I, I thought he was good. good in this sketch too. Like Very he, much he, so. he plays it. No pun intended, but he plays it really straight. Um, I, you know, there's I, that I moment think, like, where they he, they share a kiss at the end, where it's like it did it felt earned. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I think he's totally like committed in this sketch. I think that the character is fun, you know, and like it's all there. I love. We didn't when mention they... the montage, the uh, the 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 rehabilitation montage, which I thought. I mean, we kind of yeah. Well, it, I was going to get. I mean, really. I think it's the so premise funny. is great. I mean, to do physical therapy for you know head crusher because he got injured <laughs> is such a fun like extrapolation from the original sketch. You know, what I mean, a yeah. lot of times like on recurring sketches or on SNL, you know, you'll see the same character. And, you know, or like even the third chicken lady sketch is like, you're not mining new ground with this. <laughs> sure. Or right. even exactly. like the the sketch we saw today, the Gavin sketch we're going to see later. It's basically yes, the same that's, as the first yes, sketch. Exactly. Yeah. You pick that's them up and put them in different just, situations. And it's yeah. like, there's a difference between a different room and like a different day <laughs> and like an actual <laughs> different premise <laughs> Yeah, where you're actually thinking, oh, okay, something happens to this character. Like something changes. Like they go through something here and like, 
Yeah. You're right. This this the, the, the beats on the physical therapy are, are so funny. From jump the rubber bands, the rotary phone, jumping oh, into the, the ice bath with your fingers like you would <laughs> And then do pretending the hand like uh, that they yeah. have now fingerboards. Also or love. Yeah. The finger yeah, acting he's like, very He's funny. like reluctant and he's reluctant to like step in the pool with his hand. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes. Uh, so but just well executed. Like really I I Sometimes even they get bogged down on recurring sketches, but this one really, I thought, just felt it's so Lorne Michaels. It's the it's the Lorne Michaels school of sketch of running it into the ground, <laughs> right? Okay, and it felt committed uh, watch... and like uh, it felt like I, I was thinking Deer Hunter the entire time. I don't know if that Deer Hunter. I guess I've never seen Deer Hunter only because it's like this kind of rehabilitation thing and the guy in the hospital and like getting mm. over the injury and being really kind of like crippled by the fear of it. And I don't know, maybe that's a stretch, but this again speaks to the kind of like filmic. You know, yeah, I th- of all of their sketches. I think, and I think again, yeah, I think the quality of it, the hallmark in some ways of it, is like a, a, again, every element of it except for the jokes themselves is not played for comedic effect. It's played right. to like heighten the the game of the scene, if you will. Well, let's talk a little bit about this next scene, Daddy Drink. I'll play a little. This is actually one of my all time favorites. I don't know why. Me too. I love the sketch. Let's, let's talk a bit. Wow, interesting. All right, my son, I want you to get. A- a good night's rest, and uh, and remember, I can murder you while you sleep. <laughs> it's easy, son. All you have to be is quiet and uh, willing to do it. And son, I am willing to do it. And I've got quiet shoes. <laughs> good night, son. Sleep well. Daddy drank. Uh, so this sketch is mostly real things that his dad's that kevin's dad said to him as a for child. real what yeah god the the thing about i could murder you in your sleep that actually yeah. happened and and the uh the one Eating about the uh, puppy? hey kevin not the puppy but hey kevin how many girls called it a day zero right well oh wow yeah the zero times zero oh, thing wow. that was, his dad, dad really said, said that to him yeah that was, was really the inspiration like a- for it Wow. He was telling the story to Dave Foley, and Dave I was like laughing. Wow. He's like, "You should make a sketch like that." Yeah, yeah. So this is real stuff. He actually, Kevin. I, I saw Kevin McDonald do a, his one man show. It's called Hammy and the Kids. Hammy is what is his dad's name? His dad went. Oh, by Hammy. that's funny because they 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 say yeah, they his do dad's say Hammy name later. Yeah. I didn't realize that Hammy was his real dad's name. That's interesting. Uh, and yeah, it was kind of based around this sketch. It's another kind of McDonald's like, sketch where he has like the literal like moments from his life just kind of put yeah. onto the page, right? He did that one recently where he was uh, he was on the sidewalk and he got a he saw some someone trying yeah. to sell him hash and he said no and he thought about reporting them and then he just wrote that as a sketch exactly as it happened. It seems like that happens yeah, here. pretty much. Yeah, I mean there, there were guys, there were you joke you beats are too. Both, you know? Are both yeah right? But are both uh, into this one? I thought it was a little. I don't know. Half baked, maybe. I felt like it was kind of. Sounds like, like the... you have a good relationship with your father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I saw I, that I, sketch I, show, I Jared. You like your dad. That's I saw right, that show. Jared. You also wrote a show <laughs> about angry, your dad. This angry drunk dad is not like my dad. I don't like. <laughs> uh, that is funny. <laughs> you, you and Kevin McDonald both wrote sketch shows about your dad, but they were totally <laughs> different. Uh, yeah. Very experiences. Different. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, no, I just I, mean, I, I i have a I have a penchant for uh, gallows humor, like absurd gallows humor, like this. Knowing that it's real actually makes it a little less funny to me. <laughs> but 
but at the same time, more. Uh, I just think I just think it's great. I think it's also like so well written the way that the tap shoes come back twice later because it's all about <laughs> he wants to sneak in and murder him at night. I don't know. <laughs> there's just something about Dave Foley playing an abusive drunk out of context that is like really funny to me, and it's probably something I should examine. Part of me, <laughs> part of me wanted to see McDonald in bed and just let's see the two person scene. Oh, is that fair. is yeah. that fair? I mean, I I don't know. I get that. It was, I get they that. tend to do this a lot, where they'll have like they'll whip over to some place on the stage and then have like a kind of narration or you know just a commentary on the piece and then go back to the piece and it felt maybe a little I do, overthought. I don't know. I do wonder if seeing a grown up Kevin McDonald playing a little kid would have been would have like taken away some of the edge of it. It wouldn't have been as funny. It would, cause it no, would that's, so a, ridiculous. that's a fair point. It is. That's yeah, right. That's when he's true. doing it to camera, it does. It is a little more visceral, I guess. <laughs> right. Cause if you're picturing adult Kevin McDonald, you can picture like, Oh, this goofy adult loser being yelled at as opposed <laughs> right. to that's your child you are talking to. But, and I think, uh, yeah. you know what? I think that that's in, you know, aside from the pure comedy of it, I think that, uh, I think that this is an interesting choice. It's an interesting choice yeah, to like confront the artist or confront the audience this way and like be provocative and like show you really reveal an emotional truth about his life, whether it's funny or not, that like you're seeing what I saw as a as a as a boy. Right. Literally. <laughs> like literally, bear that in right. mind when you see the rest of this show, you know? And that's probably what um, almost yeah. definitely informed the choice of to do what he did. I think kind so. of sit off to the side and be like, look, this is my life kind of thing. And now I'm surprised that he didn't dig into that more in the sketch. That he didn't say, like, mm. my dad was even if he didn't declare this is really my dad, I, I, I would have liked a little bit like, Yeah, my dad did this and this is a you know, I don't know, maybe maybe that's not yeah. maybe that went without saying but when i was watching i mean i sketch, feel like that, no that is was what, like that that's i like that's kind of what it was it was just him saying this is what my dad did that was like yeah all, all i did in between the the, the film or the uh, right but i never got the, the sense that pieces. it was coming from his actual real life uh okay yeah maybe that's yeah that's, not a very, that's true too. To do. yeah i guess it depends on like uh was the you know if he had the intent to like make a piece of art that pours his heart out and stuff <laughs> Then maybe maybe it would have gone in a little more. Mm-hmm. I think it's just like here's a premise to mine. It's dark, but yeah. it's you know all all. I feel like uh you know I'm not 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 to be like you know Jared, you're wrong about this sketch. But no, no, well, I, I I think I think the way it, I think it works because all he has to say is "Daddy drank" and in that voice too, which is such a like mm. every even if you don't have this sketch having Donald just go daddy drank you can sort of picture this sketch in your mind as he's saying it you know Uh, which I I, to me is is what works about it but I'd be interested to see what a longer more like I don't know fully fleshed out in the monologue part of this would be or if it were just the monologue like Dave Foley coming out talking about being a surgeon while he's covered in blood obviously not right. from his real life but I mean that sketch is like I like that uh, you know. what do we think well, about the like I said like I said scene. well like I said uh, I just want to say he did make a whole one-man show but it was basically this sketch oh oh, that's that's oh, well, oh that wow, was the one-man show oh then I would really like to see that actually yeah, I mean, yeah it wasn't just this sketch but it was it was all about his relationship with his dad and this sketch oh, was like great. a key part of it Oh damn! Uh, well then, I'm 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 sure that that is a good show. <laughs> I, yeah, it sounds like it was for me. Um, so this this spit take, what what was that? You guys know what I'm talking about? All of a sudden, McDonald had a weird spit take in here, and I it didn't get a reaction from the audience, and it didn't. I wasn't even clear. When he's drinking what the like uh, mimosa at the end or whatever. 
Oh, yeah. let, let's watch. I don't. I don't remember what you're talking about, but let me watch. Okay. Bit. Okay. Drink before I go to bed when I sleep. It's a drinking thing. It's a sleep. No, no, that 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 wasn't it. That was that's the very end. Uh, there's another point where he. Uh, spits up whatever he was holding. Um, you're talking about uh, Kevin McDonald, okay? But yeah, you're talking about yeah. Kevin McDonald, the actor, not the uh, not the camera angle, I guess. <laughs> you're talking about yeah, actual no, Kevin he's McDonald, not spitting not at the, Dave Foley. The, the, he, he spits in. The yeah, moment. no, no, the actor, the actor, the yeah. Okay, I, I, yeah, I missed that. I, I've I named this it. angle Kevin McDonald, <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's it's a Canadian oh, wait, wait. angle. Uh, was this it? Hold on. Okay, let's try one more time. Okay. Jeez, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to wake you up there. I was just looking for my moccasins. I don't know where they seem to have disappeared somehow, oddly. Well, you just you just get a good night's sleep. I'm going to go out and buy a lot of carpeting. And why not? I sell the crap <laughs> So I think oh, he's that saying... Is surprised that we come back to him? No, I think no. so, he's, yeah. I think that was the he, gag. I think it's that he's like, oh, shit, you saw that I'm also drinking alcohol yeah. right now. You're like, I, 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 that, I drink a little. It oh, I doesn't see, I super land, bit. but I think that's what the joke is. Yeah, I got it. I drink I a little it. bit. He said, I drink at night to fall asleep. It's a drinking thing. It's a sleeping thing. I see. Okay, that's fair. Kevin Not McDonald, uh, because of his father's uh, alcoholism, he didn't drink until he was 27. Um, wow. Interesting. Which, which that's a, led that's to... A thing, that's a common thing that happens. And that led to the, uh, the girl drink drunk scene you were talking about, Sean. Yes, uh, I love. That's one of my favorite sketches of Kids in the Hall of all time. Is girl drink another great like cinematic one too? Yeah, that was his. Yeah, his first time drinking was. Uh, I think one of the kids took him out to drink after a bad show, and they he they he gave him girl drinks because that was all he would. Be able oh, to that's inc- that's so funny! I didn't know that. That's great. All right, well, let's watch a little bit from this next scene. Part of the runner with the the dominatrix. Uh, what, I, what is the wording for this? Is uh, that, I was gonna sub? say. I, I said. I would that, say. Do, I would say Dom and Sub. Uh, that sounds correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. the, the, right. the, this the kink leash. couple. Yeah. We could say. We could say kink couple. If, a kink if, couple. if, if, if that's very like broad. That. Leather. This Bruce, episode has like three runners. It's incredible. Yeah. 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 Bruce is the Dom, I guess, in the in this in this scene. I would imagine. Marcus is the. But you know what? But you know what? At the end of the day, the Sub is the one who actually holds the power. So. Ooh, is that true? I like well, that. Well, sure. The sub decides the I mean, in those relationships, the sub essentially decides the limits. Huh. It's funny because when I go to Subway, I hold the power of the sub. I eat mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And it's that well that similar, in that actually. moment you you are the dom, but think about this. It's the sub that's giving you the energy to go on with your day. That's true. The that's sub true. would survive mm. without you, Nick. You would not survive without the sub. <laughs> that's like that's true. the I... thing you gotta really remember. And and that's that is the psychosexual dynamic of eating a sandwich. Now, <laughs> right, okay. this is what Jared Vogel was all about. It was all about. I think down. so. That w- <laughs> that's what it feels like more than anything else. Yes. Okay, let's watch <laughs> this very short clip from it. I don't know either. Where do you want to eat? I don't know. How about the Golden Griddle? We eat there all the time. Right. literally tugging on his leash so i mean yeah. the whole thing here is just uh seeing these uh kinky sex people in the real world right and yeah. acting like normal people simple juxtaposition not that they aren't normal people but no of course yeah what are you trying uh, to say nick yeah that that couple of it's a freak on the leash jared it's corn <laughs> this is where corn got Uh-oh, the idea corn's hit single on the street <laughs> there you go 
Uh, yeah, uh, I like that. It, that one feels like that sketch feels like it was written where like one of them saw that from a distance and and just invented what they were talking about. Like that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, and I like it for that reason. It's fun. It's you know, it's not hurting nobody. It's a fun little premise and and pretty similar to the the police department sketches. And it's just uh, two people in costumes acting like normal people. Yes, like, acting act- like right yeah. regulars. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, and they do mention Shelley Long, which ties into that first, uh, right? Because that, that one comes one back. Costumes. That one yeah, is I another like that, the that, that couple is another multiple runner, yeah. Runner and and the, yeah, and the I, did you guys notice that in the final scene they also do the Shelley Long? That's who it was. They do they do that mm-hmm. thing in life. So they brought it back three times. I thought it was cool uh, that they managed to get that runner there. Okay, let's watch a little bit from the next scene. Knocked up. This one was. I think this was maybe the dud of the episode. Uh, yeah, this was like okay. And there were funny moments in it, but anyway, let's watch a little bit. Very funny fall initially. Okay, girls, we'll change for the big game in here because the lights are out in the stadium dressing room. Let's move it. But don't worry, this guy's been out cold for two days, so he won't trouble you. I can stand outside for a couple of minutes, so let's do it quickly. You two, Rossini, out of my way, out of my way, out of my way. Come on, come on. Start changing. You got a big game ahead of you. Start changing. So, yeah. This was the yeah. This was just a weird so sketch. Insane, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it starts out with just Kevin McDonald passing out for no real reason, right? Uh, I think he hits his head against the oh, like he's falls, going he's back, back to be chair, casual right? and just hits his head on the wall. <laughs> oh, I didn't even put it together that they yeah. hit the head on the wall. Okay, it's I thought he even just got. It's yeah, just okay. stupid. And every single part, like every step of the way to make it make sense, makes no sense. It's so funny. Like the two guys in this meeting after that happens, they're like, huh, I guess we should just go into a I, different room. I, I move to move the meeting. Here. Yeah, doing their business <laughs> yeah. guy talk. Kids right. in the Hall, I, I love their fascination with, like, bourgeois businessmen yes, uh, yes. from, like, the Canadian fur trappers who <laughs> who, who hunt yes, businessmen yes. to any time. That, but, I, I, you know, what's funny is I forgot about this sketch, I think, completely because it's forgettable. But I, when they opened it, I thought it was negotiating sex on a date. Like, I thought it was yeah. that sketch. And I was like, yay, that one's funny. <laughs> and then I watched this and I was like, this one's filler. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, the joke is, like, just that this guy is like a real big pervy guy. <laughs> like it's well, like, it's that he's a pervy guy, and then like everyone knows that he's like there. It, it, it's just so. Yes. It, it's <laughs> like yeah, I thought that was like, funny. Oh, he's been knocked out. out. Yeah, he's been knocked out for two days. It's fine. Like that's that's days, funny. <laughs> I think I that premise is funny. I yeah. yeah I, I didn't love. What I they almost would have started with the janitor and then just made the sketch that. I know that's insane, but like... I, I do think just... it is funny that he's disgusted by this janitor stripping and dancing, but he could just... He is awake at this point. He could just right. get up and leave. Yeah, again, he could. Yeah, but no, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's the no promise sense. of future uh, female nudity. like Which he, happens so often in this office for some reason. Right, yeah. In an office... Right. This is why they should start with the janitor. If he went janitor first and went like, yeah. oh, there's got to be some women after this. I mean, they wouldn't yeah, just yeah. give me just the janitor. And then <laughs> that they, I'll they watch. They yeah, I think that's a funnier premise than uh, because these first two beats are just so uh, I, I I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's thoroughly it, mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, well, let's move on to the next sketch then, which is another it's Gavin is back. But instead of painting, wanting to paint a chair, now he wants some chocolate chips and his mom is on the phone. So let's watch a little bit on the paper it'll say mom hang on 
this kid at school, Raymond Schnapps, the guy I told you about many times, you know what happened when he went away to the Soviet Union many and was supposed to come back? He didn't. And you know what was in his desk? Another kid. And when they called it his name, when they called out Raymond Schnapps at roll call, this new kid put up his hand. Scary, eh? Gavin. Uh, yeah, so it's basically the same sketch, uh, yeah. but it's just a it's just a vehicle for Bruce McCullough to do this Gavin character and do these uh, really funny made up stories that he tells. Uh, I I still think it was very funny. I love Gavin. Yeah, I like Gavin overall, um, but it, it does have that classic SNL thing of like, wow, you really just do do the same thing, plugging in different jokes and have a different adult annoyed every time. What I liked about yeah. this one in particular was pe- I was paying attention to the story that the that's going on with the mom. Like the phone call she is on is yeah. so <laughs> fucking funny, actually, that Gavin barely matters. Where in the beginning, Mark McKinney is like, "Well, was he was he fired for being drunk, or was he drunk because he got fired?" Right. <laughs> that was just like, and then at one point she's like, "Yeah, the police would have put it on the paper. It's there. Yes. And you know what? Do yourself a favor. Have another drink. Have a drink. Yes. <laughs> you know, like what?" <laughs> What is they, this story? They have a way with making like the, you know, voice of reason parts of the sketch and the other parts of the sketch and weird things and random moments like just sing. Wait, wait, you know, and just like take yeah. over the sketch and be funnier than the actual sketch. But yeah, yes, I, I, I love the way I love the way in which the the mundane is also absurd in this. Right. World. It, uh, but not in a way that's overpowering. I, I, I think that's another thing that they do like really, really well is casually. Everyone in the scene is crazy, uh, yes, you know, quote unquote. Right. But but there's still some kind of voice of reason uh, comparatively. It's like a relative thing, <laughs> right? Sometimes I sometimes I think they they do a little bit too. They go a little too far, and then everybody in the scene is just a big crazy character uh, yeah. because they. All, I think because they just all want to be funny. They don't like to be on stage and not get laughs. Well, you know? I, I think like, what what helps. What helps that is, you know, when the characters are so well lived in and you have like that just kind of like Second City acting mentality, like I feel like McCullough in this character could basically be dropped into anything and you wouldn't lose the, you know, balance of the scene because he's just so believable (laughs) to me as a real Mm. kid and just the kind of, you know... Ways he phrases things and like the the idea of saying like uh, you know are you on the phone and he says okay you're on the phone therefore may I have some therefore logically yeah using using the word therefore like using the words like that to because you that you just learn what they mean and you want to insert them and you're trying to sound more adult than you actually are like he just nails those wrinkles so so well and, yes uh, Sean so do you I, relate I, to do you relate to Gavin the Gavin character at all as you as a kid were you at all like Gavin um, probably, probably more than I think I was. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely uh, not know, self-aware I, of those characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think so. I think that I, I definitely was the kid who had like maybe a little bit too advanced of vocabulary or just like was a word sponge. So shit, like I used to word, I used the word apparently when I was a kid, I used the word dire straits to avoid, to, uh, ex- <laughs> to express not having toilet paper. Like I like like. Because I had just the, the way my parents tell the story is the band Dire Straits, and I asked what that means. You know, oh, it means to be in trouble. And so I was on the toilet, uh, and again, I was like single digits age kid, and I didn't have toilet paper, so I yelled to my grandmother, said, "Nanny, I'm in Dire Straits." You know, so like that's kind of the thing. Uh, so like the therefores and actually is probably is probably right. how I spoke as a kid. I don't know if I was this annoying though. 
<laughs> I, I'm unsure. I'm that annoying now. I don't know about being a kid. <laughs> my, dad, my dad said I asked too many questions as a kid. I, I, that like sounds, I, yeah, I mean. Not, not, yeah. not so many statements of facts, but I was always asking right. questions. Well, that's yeah. how I, you ask I, them, I have right? known kids like, like Dad, that. hi. This is, um, I have a question regarding an important matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you set yeah. up each question, yeah. I, I also like what Gavin does is, uh, uh, you know, the perform Bruce McCullough's performance as a character or the writing is that Gavin is always also trying to find another roundabout way to come back to, like, as a, as a sketch thing. Like his game is so clean that he'll he's always gonna come back to those chocolate chips. Don't you worry. Yeah, yeah. You know, even when he's like, you know, the nurse took a, a reading of my ears. She didn't like what she want. She didn't like what she saw, and she said that chocolate chips would actually cure that. You know, like yeah, that's great. It's like perfect. It's like yes, that is actually that is totally how a child behaves at a butcher shop or while his yeah. mom's on the phone. It's just like uh, the ninth time. It's less funny. <laughs> And Jared, you're gonna say something about the blackout? What, yeah, I the, just really liked it. I mean, uh, will you fish, come with yeah, me? Yeah. Good. Uh, well, not even past the fish, where he, oh, he right. just springs her. Oh yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see if I. And, let's see if we okay, got it right here. Sure. Sure. Whatever possessed you to eat a fish? All right, listen. You are going straight upstairs, and you are gonna sit on that toilet until that fish swims out. <laughs> will you come with me? All right. Good. Then I can dye your hair. Right? <laughs> no, no, you <laughs> That I, I can dye your hair, right? <laughs> dye your well, hair, Well, maybe. Right? So good, so I can dye your hair, right? Such a funny, weird question. Um, yeah, yeah, that just really made me laugh. Love the wardrobe in these sketches. You know, they mm. really kind of outfit him with these, like, specific things, which you think a kid would be into those sorts of specific things. And uh, the fish, I don't know, that almost kind of diluted the, it to me. I thought that, like, it felt a little crazy for crazy's sake. Like, I guess a kid is, like, enamored by fish. I don't know if he's eating them. I mean, it, it, it felt one step too far for me. But, you know, I just like Yeah, it's, it's borderline a tantrum. And, like, I agree, though. I think it's, like, it's like borderline he's having a tantrum. But I think the fun of Gavin is that he's a, he's a normal kid. He just, like, keeps asking, keeps saying things, you know? He right. just, like, won't shut up. It <laughs> seems like what don't shut up. Like, what would happen to the fish if you overfed it and then whose fault that would be or something? Like, yeah. that seems more down Gavin's line of thinking than just, like, I'm going to eat this fish. <laughs> but yeah. maybe I guess do we know? Do we know how old he's actually supposed to be as well? Uh, uh, I don't know if it's ever said, but I'm thinking yeah. middle school, basically. Or uh, maybe a little earlier. Oh, really? I would have guessed I was, I was thinking like, like 10 nine, or 10, 11. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. going to say, 10. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I guess middle school is Prepubescent, according to... Kids okay, so there you go. Com. So <laughs> there you right. So that's like ten or eleven, like yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's watch a little bit from this next scene, which is a yeah. Anyway, called this press conference today to announce publicly what is already a growing rumor in the community that we are disappointed both in our child and in the experience of parenting. Now, we've so another parenting scene. Yeah, I, I, I noted that I noted that too that he was wearing a, a Macho Man Randy Savage T-shirt. Um, this one was shot kind of interesting because it was it's supposed to look like a newscast, so it seems like they shot the sketch and then shot a TV showing the sketch. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. You can see the lines on the. Yeah. Yeah. This was a weird one. I I didn't really know what to make of this. Um, I guess it was a funny opening idea, but then there's just kind of no beats or no play on it. What What did you guys think of this one? I was a little confused. I thought it was funny. It was just it was just a, a dumb, a silly, like a 
I think it was just an idea that they shot. Right. And there wasn't much more to it than that. Yeah, it feels, it feel, this has the feeling, now I will say I like this sketch a lot, it just is, it like doesn't belong in this episode, or it doesn't belong edited in in this way, there's just like something weird about, I think, the flow of it, but I like yeah. this sketch a lot, I just think it's, I like when uh, something is like this straightforward, I think it's like a stupid, uh, um, a stupid premise, but one that like works for me, you know, that this would be a story and the way that they're like, you know, all of the, um, what, what is uh, shit? What does Dave Foley say? He's like, we're going to just keep moving on, but openly, you know, <laughs> like that's so <laughs> I liked that a lot. I liked that a lot. And this had the feeling of like something you would play on screen at a live sketch show that would work in that context because it's like, you know, while you're uh, changing sets or whatever, while right. this, cause it just, it's a time filler that I think is funny, like it made me laugh, but it it like fucks the flow of the whole, can we, we can curse, right? <laughs> I, yeah. think, I sure. feel like I've been cursing the whole time. Uh, it, 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 I think it messes with the flow of the show a little bit. Um, That's fair. I also think yes. this could have been, it is. this could have been a good blackout or opening sketch. Like yeah, a, a cold good, open, yeah. 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 This would have been a good something. cold open or a runner. I mean, the, the, I don't want to just, you know, say it was bad because I mean, the, the two things I did really like about it were the commitment by Foley and McDonald to this kind of yes. situation being interviewed by news cameras as if someone had been murdered or something. Like, it really was a funny commitment just to the premise and then acting-wise was a fun commitment. And then I really like this idea to kind of, uh, you know, the problem is like a generic thing. And almost by being generic, they're being specific. Like this idea of like, we're bad parents. Like we did a bad job. <laughs> like the kid's bad. Like we didn't raise him right sort of thing. Like we're just, I don't know if we're going to have another one, but this one we just did do, we didn't do good. That, that, that That's super yeah. funny to me. I mean, there's so many kind of like, you can overthink it as a writer and think like, okay, well, obviously we have to be specific. But what's the most specific thing? And what did the kid do? And why did, but to kind of just, not even approach that and just kind of embrace the fact that they're just saying yeah. they're bad or they screwed up. I don't know. Well, I because they yeah, never give a reason, right? They just kind of. Well, what I would say is that they're they're not talking about like screwing up raising their kid. Yeah. It's that they are they have found that they are disappointed in the experience of parenting. Sure. Like. Like right. the sketch is right. uh, to me actually about them apologizing for like telling other people to have kids because like that one line where Dave Foley is like if you were thinking uh, uh, if we have recently spurred you on to conceive all we can say is don't you know <laughs> like, yeah yeah it just it just feels like it feels like we right. have you know it's like that uh, but we don't know, know why uh, we, other than yeah they don't like there is no reason right. why it's just right. disappointing sometimes <laughs> to have kid like their kid is lame or whatever like they just it's, it's not just a lot of work they thought it was yeah, yeah it's, it's just a lot of work and it's it su like totally. i think it's and just think the people, core that it sucks to have kids <laughs> and i think people can relate to that and feel yeah. that and it's a little more visceral by not being specific is, is i guess what i'm trying to say is, uh, yes uh, i think i think i think that's my take on it yeah hey you know i uh, interrupting real quick to just to say I've totally forgot that the there's a kids in the hall documentary that comes to Amazon uh, like as we're as this is released it just came out today on Amazon oh that's so, awesome wow, I'll yeah. check that out so if anybody happens to be listening to this today let, you go wow go on Amazon yeah Can't, when this is released pumps. it's out so go stop yeah. listening to this Ooh. go watch the doc <laughs> Uh, anyway, but let, so let's move on to this last scene. Uh, so the, this last scene opens with uh, somebody reading. Yeah. A headline on a newspaper parents disappointed with their kid which i thought was pretty funny. that's fun yeah. yeah i thought that's good um and picture of the kid huge picture of the kid <laughs> it's just a cute <laughs> little kid too there's something wrong with that kid it's just a cute little guy named tommy you know 
All right, let's watch uh, the opening of the scene. Hey, any of you guys ever beat up your dad? <laughs> what? 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 What are you talking about? Ever beat up your dad? No. no. Never? No. No, no, I never Not beat up once? my dad. Not once? No. Well, surely you've thought about it, though. Well, yeah? yeah? <laughs> I thought so. Okay. Well, maybe. I've yeah. About. If you were going to do it, right, do you think you could take him? Could you take your old man? <laughs> I don't know. Think about it. Yeah, yeah. I guess I could take him. I guess I could beat up my own father. <laughs> of course, he's 70. So I, th- also, I just realized, I should have noticed this before, but it is very funny that there it's five guys just sitting around a table making sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. I just noticed that too. And not even like, it, it just not It's like even, egg salad. It's yeah, like weird. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. Wonder Bread and then just a big white bowl that Tom's 100%, 100% seems of. like they're, yeah. yeah, they're making like tuna or egg salad on white bread, <laughs> which is so funny. For five grown men to just be sitting around a table at while a table. they're doing that. Another example of like a, something that isn't the joke that is just so funny. From yes. In the hall. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know <laughs> if that's just a like, uh, you know, about the I wonder if this is a thing about the kids specifically, if this is like an avant garde, an avant garde thing of just like, fuck it. Why? You know, who? Why justify it? Like we're there and we're doing this. I feel like I feel like they feel, that they feel is, pioneers in that area. Absolutely. Yes. That feels like the sort of alt like uh, thing that they were doing, where it's like, okay, it's a little like Monty Python, but the sketches don't connect directly. There's thematic yeah. stuff, but not always. You know, uh, and things are just going to be presented things, to you. Yeah. Almost calling out the things that they ha- they feel they have to do, and mm-hmm. saying like, "Fuck it, like we're not we're not going to make this a believable, grounded situation. It's going to be five yeah. guys at a table eating." Like, uh, yeah, the only prop is a cutting like. board, a newspaper, and sandwich making material. And it, did, it, 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 it kind of felt like they were all filtering their own personality through this uh, scenario. Like, uh, what? How would you? In what way would you beat up your dad? You know, and it was yes. great to have them all in there. You know, that's. I think it's yeah. been a while since I've we've had a you know non-filmed sketch where they're all in it. That the, the, mm. those are few and far between, in these, in at least what we've watched so far. Uh, but so many great lines in this. I mean, really, really funny. Uh, yeah, what, what I love about this one is it definitely gives uh, this also be this is the, the last sketch, right? Yes, of the, of the episode. Yeah. Yep. So uh, I feel like this is such a great capstone too, because this subtle thing of like fathers and parents and stuff really comes to a head here and feels like a. It makes it feel incredibly thematic uh, in a way that it wouldn't without this sort of like capstone sketch about beating up your dad. It feels like yeah. the rest of the episode was written after the beating up your dad thing, you know? Yeah. Um, in a good way. But I also like – what I lo- another thing I loved about this sketch is that my, my girlfriend and I talk about how every – Every story is about beating, fighting your dad. Like every <laughs> every movie, every like every story a man has ever written is actually about fighting your dad, whether it's God or society or whatever. Uh, and so I had to I had to she was in the other room and I had to go like, honey, look at this. They're, they did it. <laughs> every story is fighting your dad, and it's just it's, it's so perfect. Um, and for, and from great. my own life, like the emotional the emotional life of man is another thing that I like to like joke about and, and think about uh, uh, just I have this thing I we talk about as like the secret world of women and the and the codes of men uh, but I like this thing about masculinity where it's it's like yeah telling your dad you love him and fighting him are the same emotion and <laughs> an act for some people and I think it's like that is such a specific type of uptight men of Gen X thing that uh, is so perfect mm. here 
that they are the same emotion, fighting your dad and telling telling him you love him. <laughs> yeah, totally. Absolutely. Drunk uh, at a absolutely. wedding. <laughs> like is that that's the perfect that's the perfect line. Drunk at a wedding. <laughs> um well, should we? I guess we should wrap it up now. We've been talking for a while. Uh, Sean, we always like to ask, and Amaze is usually the one that asks this question, so I'm going to try to say it in. And don't the forget same our, way. Shoot, our, our only segment, Nick. Let's, no, let's no, no, of, of course, of course. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get to that in just a second. Right, did thanks. you, good, you good. watch this episode? Did, did you take anything from it that you would apply to your own comedy, or did it? Did it? How did this sketch remind you of your own comedy? Because I know you, or not this sketch, but this show. Okay. I, but it, because I know you've uh, you, you grew up yeah. watching it and you, and you do I perform did. comedy, so yeah, yeah. That's is that a, a generic enough question that you can just yeah no I, I can normally I can we ask that. it to people who it. are not as you know steeped in the lore as you are, so so nah. feel free to okay. extend Fair. it to uh, you know the rest of the series. right. I, I can I can tell yeah over time. yeah I can totally I can totally talk about um, the influence of kids in the hall in my comedy. So I um. You know, uh, basically, when UCB fell apart, I, I haven't really done comedy that you know sketch and excuse me, sketch and improv in a con, uh, concerted way. So I can't say that this is like a current thing for me. But I think that the the um, cadence of a lot of kids in the hall influences my comedy. Like Jared, you and I have done improv together. We were in a class together for a long time. I feel like a, a thing that I default to is these similar kinds of like concern patriarchal figures who have something very wrong about their psychology like sure. i want what's best for everybody in this situation but i am a fundamentally broken person you know <laughs> and i do not understand the way the world works and that type of character is one that i love to play it's one that i love to write it's like it i slip into it uh fairly easily but i think just the um the silliness of it the, like the kids specific style of what i've talked about like the absurdity within the mundane and like having everything have a little bit of weirdness to it without mm -hmm. overwhelming the like the game of the scene um i think those things are definitely what i like about kids in the hall and what i think stuck with me in kids in the hall like this episode in particular um i think like the like the sort of um, casual relating of deep emotional trouble or truth <laughs> is yes. uh, is something that speaks to me very much so. Like, you know, I, just casually joking about alcoholism or uh, rough childhood and, yes. and, like, that experience being something that later on you can laugh about with a little distance, like, in, in the way that they do it, I think is is influential for me, for sure. A hundred percent. I, I, even just in when we started this episode and I was, I was realizing that you were such a fan, it makes sense. <laughs> it seems like you're pretty informed in a good way of, you know, by, by a lot of themes that we see often in Kings of the Hall and, and, and chief among them, as you just said, you know, this kind yeah. of like, you know, uh, Keep, keep, keeping anger in from like a really kind of informed, yes. you know, <laughs> emotional special place and then bringing it out, you know, sort of conditioned and seeing how it informs the rest of your life. And yes, your characters, uh, I think, tend to kind of take on a lot of the same traits. <laughs> oh, they thank do. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I well, now let's that. Uh, get that one segment you're talking about, Jared, a sketch of the app. You want to? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll do. I'm sitting uh, here in my office, so I might as well sing a <laughs> dumbass song. Uh, it's the sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. <laughs> Come on down. It's the sketch of the app. Uh, you have uh, to so, it up by now. Yep. This oh, is. I, is it all right if I do this, Nick? I kind of just started yeah. co-opting this from you describing. This oh segment. no, I love it. But this is the, this is the segment uh, of the show where uh, we kind of just you know 
we take our guests and we ask them and we hold them down. We say, you have to decide what is your favorite sketch of the episode. And uh, we go one by one and we figure it out. So you're our guest. Why don't you, okay. why don't you start us off? I, What's your favorite sketch it's... of the episode? obvious to anyone who has been listening to us talk but clearly kevin mcdonald getting knocked out for two days is everyone's favorite sketch in this group uh i would say my favorite sketch of this episode i'm trying to remember all of them the crushing your head was pretty good i'm yeah, just gonna like uh, the the recurring ones no okay they like uh, right. i think that Police like recurring runner, ones are recurring ones. even head but crusher, I th- you're counting as the recurring that you're writing off because that, yeah kinda like i think that i one. am although okay. you know like what they did with head crush like i don't know it expands the head crusher universe in such a way uh <laughs> i think it's a, like i no, I'm going to discount the Head Crusher one just because I want to, like, go with one that's not the safest one. But I, I really I really do think that um, Fight Your Dad is the best non-reoccurring sketch of this episode. I really – yeah. yes, I really, really love the entirety of, like, the the way that every one of them has a different story, the way that Scott Thompson later in the sketch is like, no, I would never fight my father. <laughs> like, he plays the your role, Jared. No, I would never fight my father. I love my father. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, so I, I'll say I think that that one uh, was, for me, the – it's the best sketch of this episode at, because it also is the linchpin thematically of this episode. And I think it's the most solid that isn't a template. That's yeah, I, I, I was going to say the same, thing, the same thing. This one was my favorite. And I, and I wouldn't even just say it's my favorite of the non-recurring sketches. I, it's, I, I think it's better than – I liked it more than the Head Crusher sketch. The only one that, yeah. that uh, I was also considering was uh, the Daddy Drink sketch. And yeah. this one just feels like more of a real tightly written sketch and they are they're all in it and you get to see them all perform together and that's that's why I liked it more. What about you, Jared? I would say my runner up is uh, Head Crusher. I didn't want to let that go, you know, without really mm-hmm. kind of giving it its 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 due because I thought it did an excellent job of taking a recurring character and, and doing something fresh with it. Uh, which is not easy in sketch comedy, as we know. I have to go with uh, this this uh, dad abuse fantasy sketch that we just watched here. So I'm <laughs> agreeing. I'm agreeing with the two of you. It is really funny, and you know, I love having them all in it. It reminded me of that first episode where they're all kind of gathered around. Uh, what is it? That trash can that's on fire, Nick? And they're talking about their friend who had died, and they're talking, and it turns out that they killed him. You know, right, it was this yeah. very kind of fun, just like get them all in the room, dialogue heavy. Nothing too crazy, you know, like nothing like that's filmed or that's, hang- you know, the whole sketch isn't hanging on something's flashy. It's just a good old fashioned sketch. And it's very funny. Two lines I want to quote before uh, we, we I, I, I stop talking about this. Um, McCullough <laughs> talking about uh, how he'd get his dad. He said, I dropped from a tree. Well, it's so obvious I'd have to get the jump on old Ian. I thought that that was very funny. Yes, that's his, then- <laughs> his, real, his dad's his dad's real name also. <laughs> Oh, oh, that's great. 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 I think that's, like three then, out of five uh, like three out of five of the kids had alcoholic fathers, Bruce. Uh, wow. Kevin oh, and Dave. That makes a lot of that honestly makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> right. uh, and then yeah, uh, Foley has uh he's describing how he'd take out his father and he says, Then I'd take down that big Marlin from over the bar. You know, the stuffed Marlin oh, I've been staring <laughs> at my whole life. I'd take that baby down and well, no more Alf today, Daddy. <laughs> yeah, dad, the of specific course, of he'd be sitting Alf. there watching Alf. <laughs> <laughs> I'd beat him with his own lawn. That was that's that the was best. very funny. Bruce's yeah, Bruce's I, version of I, how yeah. he would kill him was like per, or not kill him, but beat him up was like perfectly Bruce. Like it was like yeah. a Bruce McCullough monologue. Yes. 
in in a short dose. Now that we're getting yes, to it know really them, had it, it, it is all the more kind of fun to see them be them in a sketch. And like you're right, I think you've you've mentioned this, Nick. Like we get to see the Foley version of Dad Abuse and the McCullough version. Yeah. And I, I think that's so much fun to see them coming to their own. Like performer when writer performers are able to do that, that is just like the sweet sauce of just being able to like. Wow, they can they have they have their voice figured out. <laughs> and right. just by telling yeah, every, a joke every like nice, that's so Thompson, that's so McCullough. I think that's such a victory for them when you're able to do that. I think that's that's awesome. That was so something that was so great about this show too is that they are so quickly themselves. Like, I, mm-hmm. and I mean, obviously that probably comes from the fact that this was like a stage show in the Second City or whatever for a long time. This is a sketch group that established its comedic voice in live shows before moving to television. But like, it is so fully formed. Like this sketch, like if you want to know what the vibe of Kids in the Hall is, I feel like this is a good sketch to show because you get yeah. everybody's comedic voice. Yeah, It's like a single understandable premise. You get the weird thing of the Wonder Bread as like a nice little <laughs> flavoring. You know, it, I just, agree. it feels like it's, it's it feels good... quintessential in a really wonderful way. Yeah. yeah. You know what's funny? Yeah. I just uh, I just got a notification on my phone for on, on my kids on the Kids in the Pod Twitter account. Just got a <sighs> notification that Scott Thompson just tweeted out a picture of his dad. His ninety-three-year-old dad, and a nice little heartwarming story about how he's learning to make. Uh, um, he's learning. He's learning that like he's learning the Dutch language. He's, yeah, it, yeah. Oh. It's well. He says my father's LTC home. I don't know what that means. It's full of Dutch people. So he's Long, decided long-term to learn. care. Okay, so he's decided to learn the language, the Dutch language. I told him that might be too much at ninety-three, and they should concentrate on learning to walk again. He said, <laughs> "Don't be a, a miranooker. I'm going to walk out of this place in wooden shoes." Hashtag ant fucker. So I don't totally understand the tweet. But it's I'm nice going to assume tweet. most of that is Canadian vernacular that we're not Or Dutch. To be able I don't even understand. know. But it's <laughs> a heartwarming yeah. tweet. Scott's That's still nice. getting along with his dad. He didn't. He, he never. He didn't beat him up, him up and they, yeah. then they still get along. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's the end of the show. Uh, Sean, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you. Check out uh, eating shit and loving it on Twitch. And there's oh a yeah, let me just give let me give the actual please. Our uh, uh, URL is twitch.tv slash comedy underscore commons. This was the channel was like a broader network. And now this is basically the only show we're going to rebrand soon. So the naming is a little weird. But if you go to comedy underscore commons on twitch.tv every Thursday night at eight, Dan Moore, uh, Kelly Quinn, when she comes back from Paris and myself and some guests, uh, basically watch cringe videos. That's I, I have all kinds of intellectual justifications for it, but we watch cringe videos on YouTube for three hours, and it's a lot of fun. And you guys we are doing a Discord. A, you guys are doing like a marathon or something, right? We did. Well, oh, for did our it? first, for our one-year anniversary, we did a 24-hour stream, okay. and we've been talking about doing it again for the second-year anniversary. Lord knows, because <laughs> it was a harrowing experience. But oh, maybe that I, and I the fact that I am, and maybe I saw a year old a year old tweet. So maybe that, that could be it. it. Yeah, that would absolutely be it. Because a year ago, we did a 24-hour stream uh, for our anniversary slash raising some money for LA Street Watch, which was cool. Um, so maybe that'll happen again. I'm also a, uh, a professional amateur magician. So if you're looking for uh, a magician, I'm starting to try to do that a little more in public. So cool. I don't know. Wonderful. You know, Sean P. Sean P. O'Reilly on Instagram. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for watching uh, or thanks for listening. And don't you are magic the... on today's episode. Sean. Thank you. I appreciate magic. that. Thank you very much. No don't problem. forget to watch uh, Kids and All Comedy Punks on Amazon. 
uh, today. And I think uh, I think the new show, the new series of the show should be starting soon. But I, I wasn't able to find a release date for that. But but uh, that should, that's supposed to be starting soon. Anyway, until next time, keep crushing those heads. Thank you.